0: I want to do a shout out to one of our amazing partners, Banzoogle. Now Banzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a stunning website for artists. Now I've personally have used web builders for years, in fact the 8020 Records website is maintained by yours truly. But honestly, these days, as someone who represents artists, I just want something straightforward that still looks amazing and works with everything that we use, such as Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Bands of Town, Printful, and so forth. And Banzoogle checks off all of these. Also, for those of you who have no idea how to build websites, don't worry, they make it super easy there too. You do not need to know a single line of code. In fact, after you sign up, they go step-by-step through each part of the process to get you up and running. Plus, their pricing is practically the same as if you paid for a web host. So really, it's a no-brainer. Lastly, and most importantly, what I love about Banzoogle is the people. Every single person I've spoken to has been nothing but kind and extremely responsive and helpful. They truly care about the artists that use their platform. And honestly, don't just take my word for it. Go listen to my interview with Stacey Bedford, the CEO of the company. Banzoogle is also offering to all our listeners 15% off the first year of any subscription. Just enter the promo code 8020SHOW or 8020SHOW, like the numbers, on Banzoogle.com. I'll also put it in the description. Built by musicians for musicians, Banzoogle. You're listening to The 8020 Show, an inside look into the music industry. Hello and welcome everybody to the 80-20 show. I am your host, Mike Zimmerlick, and this is going to be a special episode. Now, I've been a part of the iVoted Festival team for a little over a year now. Now, the iVoted Festival is a virtual event with hundreds of artists encouraging people to vote. Everyone from Run the Jewels, OK Go, 303, Hailstorm, Rise Against, and top trending artists from states across the country. There are even messages from Billie Eilish and Phineas. Seth Godin, Yuji Merman, and so much more. And in case you were wondering how to access this amazing event, all you need to do is to show a selfie with an unmarked ballot or in front of a polling place to RSVP. That's it. I've also had the honor to co-host a number of episodes for the I Voted podcast, so thought it would be fun to take a number of the featured artists that I've interviewed and put them together for you. But if you want to hear all the interviews that I've done, plus learning more about what the I Voted Festival is all about, please go check it out. It's the I Voted podcast. So please enjoy, and I highly encourage everyone to go vote, and happy voting. I am here today with Tatiana Owens. Hi, Tatiana. How's it going?
1: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show. Really do appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. And so we just listened to Still A Rose, uh, which is a fantastic track, by the way. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Can you you. talk a little bit more about that song?
1: That is my female empowerment song. Um, I wrote that song to make myself feel better. (laughs) Um, But also, you know, a lot of times, like I think women in general are just so under pressure by society to look a certain way, to act a certain way, to be a certain way. Um, And, you know, you're you're a rose no matter how you want to be no matter how you want to look no matter how you want to (laughs) feel um so that's what that song is about and uh i wrote it with um miles francis awesome producer he's an artist of um himself and you know it's it's one of my favorite tracks that i've ever written so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it
0: can you you talk a little bit more about yourself as an artist um like how did you get started
1: yeah, so I um, have been singing since I was like a little girl. I could sing before I could talk. <laughs> and uh, I kind of met up with um, in a home agency in Toledo, Ohio um, called Starbound, Margaret O'Brien's talent agency. And I went to New York for some auditions and met up with like a management team from there. And have been doing demo sessions and writing music for television and film and other artists, as well as myself, for the last 12 to 15 years.
0: That's incredible. And you're born and raised in Ohio as well, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, Go (laughs) O-State. So...
0: Absolutely. So this is obviously this uh, podcast is all about the I Festival and more specifically about encouraging people to vote. Um, Can you talk about uh, what voting means to you?
1: Voting to me is the most important thing you could do. Um, You have a say. You do have a say. And when enough people have a say, it makes a big impact. And I think a lot of people tend to forget that. Um, They think I don't have a voice, you know, my my vote doesn't matter, but it actually does. Especially if you're voting on a local level, Um, city council, even, you know, you can get that pothole filled if you vote in the right person, (laughs) Um, it all matters. And um, I definitely feel like, you know, the more we vote, the more we can make a change, Um, no matter, you know, what you believe in, you vote for what you believe in. And I think that that's the most important thing you can do. So.
0: Absolutely. It does give you a voice. And like you said, everything yeah. from, you know, potholes and streets, uh, to, uh, very controversial issues that our society is, is right now handling. And, uh, yeah. in, in this case particular, uh, wanted to talk about, uh, reproductive rights. Uh, can you yes. talk more about that?
1: Yeah. So I, um, I'm a firm believer that women have the right to do what they want to do with their bodies. And who is it to, you know, who is it for uh, a man or anyone to decide um, what someone's, you know, (laughs) like looking into your medical private records, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that that's very invasive. Um, And to decide, you know, what a woman can do with her body. There's a lot of like dangerous things that come with that. and you know, emotional things that come with it as well. Um, someone may not be emotionally ready to have a kid, and you know, it's, it's their right if they don't want to have a kid. Um, some people's bodies can't handle it, <laughs> you know, and they've been told by doctors before that they won't be able to handle it. So, you know, I think it's all—all all these things are important to consider and to take into consideration. And I just think that it's very important that we keep our rights. Um, to, you know, production, rights to production and also birth control and, you know, just everything you have, you need to have accessibility to, um, all of those things. And in my opinion, they should be free, <laughs> you know, it is, it's a part of a human right. So I'm definitely, uh, you know, more left on that issue.
0: Is this your first time voting in the midterms or have you voted in the midterms in the past?
1: I've definitely voted in the midterms in the past. Um, I just saw this interview, uh, or I think it was a debate that they were doing, or a commercial or something I, I, I saw. And um, I believe Tim Ryan is up for um, senator in Ohio. Uh, and I'm like, go vote for him <laughs> because he is definitely advocating for women's rights. Um, but yes, I. I'm a firm believer in voting whenever and wherever you can. Yeah.
0: Well, I really appreciate that. I know that that's something that we always look at the presidential elections, but the midterms can be just as important, if not more important um, for where our society is going as a country.
1: Absolutely. I think it's so important, too, that we all remember that, you know, everyone, no matter what side you're on, you have the right to speak up for yourself and voting does that. Um, I had bought, during the presidential uh, debate, I had bought a Biden-Harris shirt, um, and Facebook actually uh, banned me from advertising. I didn't say anything bad about Trump. I didn't say anything bad about, you know, (laughs) I just happened to have that shirt on, and they banned me from advertising. Um, and I wasn't even advertising like them, you know, in a political state, I just had the shirt on and I happened to take a picture and they banned me from any future advertising. So that was very interesting, (laughs) but I just think that it's very important that, you know, we all definitely do the best that we can to, you know, advocate for ourselves, um, especially women advocating for their, their own health issues.
0: So anything, uh, coming up on the docket for you as an artist? Yes.
1: Yeah, so I actually have a show tonight. <laughs> um, it's a So Far in New York City uh, at in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. Um, I have a, a song coming out with Michael Gray from the UK. Um, and I have a lot more shows coming up and a lot more records being released. But we're going to release a whole House Music Project coming soon. Um, so I'm just excited about you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: fantastic. So how can people uh, keep tabs on everything that you got going on?
1: Yeah, so I am always posting on instagram. Um, you can keep up with it on my Facebook page or Twitter. Um, you can follow me at Tatiana Owens on all of it and um, you or you can subscribe on my website tatiana owens dot com. you can you know get linked onto the newsletter through your email. Um, and yeah, just stay up to date with all the things i got going on if i'm in a city near you i definitely you know come through
0: (laughs) fantastic well good luck on the gig tonight and uh thank you so much for being part of the i voted festival as well as exercising your right to vote it really does mean a lot it does really make an impact
1: thank you for having me hey
0: shavar how's it going
2: very well my friend how are you
0: I'm doing fantastic. Thanks. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it.
2: It is totally my pleasure.
0: So you mentioned just before we got on that you essentially were born and raised in two different states, both Ohio and Michigan. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah. So I was born in Saginaw, Michigan, and I was raised partially there. And every other year, I was even sometimes in half of the year with family stuff. I was going from Toledo to Saginaw, Toledo to all the way through high school. So it's, it's pretty interesting, but Toledo is like right on the border of Michigan too. So we're like 44 miles from Detroit, I think. So, you know.
0: So tell me more about yourself as an artist. Like how did you get into music and, you know, talk a little bit about what your music is.
2: So how I got into music was really just listening. So listening as a kid, like on the, listening to whatever came on the radio, listening to like my grandparents had these things that are popular now called records, right? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so, but the interesting thing um, being back and forth from Toledo, which is a pretty iconic Um, town for music especially jazz with like art tatum and and legendary figures like that and the whole michigan electronic electronica music scene among other things so i grew up listening in michigan to stuff on the radio like Craftwork, which I thought everyone knew that, and I found out later that no one in no one here knew about that. So as a kid, I was listening to numbers by Craftwork and like all this this music that influenced electronic music and also rock music, every every type of music you could think of, I was exposed to. So and uh, also too, both places. As a musician, I when I start playing music, that was in Toledo. So all of the underground rock clubs and jazz clubs, you would see some of the same characters kind of floating between all of these different things. So all of the all of those types of and even like industrial underground clubs in Detroit, industrial electronic music that were like something you'd see in a vampire movie from like <laughs> the early 2000s or something. (laughs) So all of those things, all of those things influenced me. And I ended up going, um, after I started going to music school and studying um, jazz and classical. And my music now has those things tinged in it, but I would definitely call it, um, I call it like an indie indie, I well I, I actually called my first one of my first projects Indie Soul Rock and Roll because it had so much so many different things but it kind of has it's tinged in electronica it's tinged in R&B it's tinged in indie rock and there's there's elements of all of this stuff kind of jumbled in together
0: That's amazing so uh, the song that everyone just listened to was Me and You, which you have just released that track earlier this year. And I also understand that you just released an EP not too long ago as well. So congratulations on that front. Um, that's an amazing uh, venture. Um, but can you talk more about Me and You?
2: Yeah. So this whole EP and Me and You included in this, but the whole thing was started. I started the ideas in Toledo. And I would cut, like, demos and um, cut some of the instruments here in my home studio. Well, my home mini Toledo studio. And then I will finish all of them in L.A. at Echo Park, where I used to live out there, too. So it kind of has that, the vibe of, of both places. And just being in a studio with, like, analog gear, And I, I just like that. I know it's not necessary, but... I just like it, and it makes me feel good. But me and you, in particular, um, uses actually. There's a really interesting story. Neil Hennessy, from um, he's in a he's in a, a punk band, Saint, uh, Lawrence Arms, and actually um, Justin Bieber's MD, musical director, he co-wrote a bunch of those songs, played bass on the record, which my friend who engineered it he's an engineer with that camp too. So we kind of had, I had all these stems, all electronic stuff programmed that I played and keyboard stuff. And then I wanted to add the live element as well. So we had those cats come and play and then I played and there's a, there's a solo at the end and a key over a key change, which, which I think is just like stuff that you don't always hear, you know, like in, in, uh, and music that might be considered um, more approachable and more in the mainstream—I don't consider it mainstream—but there's so many subgenres. But you just don't hear a lot of those things. And for me, it just felt just a—it was just a really organic thing. But it, it feels like California and LA and Toledo to me.
0: <laughs> That's a good mix. That's an amazing. Story. That's amazing. <laughs> So let's shift gears for a second and let's talk about voting because obviously this is the I a Festival podcast. So can you talk about what voting means to you?
2: Yeah, and I'm returning. I'm alumni. I did it the first time in 2020. I have to oh, say, thank you. <laughs> so,
0: thank you for returning. Uh, in fact, my uh, some of uh, my artists on 8020 Records, um, they also performed at the 2020 festival, and and a couple of them are actually returning for this one for this year as well. So, uh, thank you for returning and continuing yeah. to support the festival.
2: Absolutely, and and the the reason, like, it's really even made me. It's always been important to me, especially. You know, I think sometimes we overlook, like, primaries and we overlook local elections. And this has, like, helped me have a conversation piece with even just people in my, in my network, too. Hey, like, this is, this is, go- all of this stuff is important. But our, the local stuff is, is very, very important. And I feel like if, we, if we're not expressing our voice and our opinion... And especially, you know, people and my grandparents, you know, they didn't even have those rights. So it's especially important to me to, be, to have been able to witness them and them tell me about things that they went through in the 60s and, and that just to have something that sometimes younger generations don't even don't place as much value on. At first, you know, until they're brought, made aware of it. But this is like such an amazing event and incentive to get people to, if nothing else, learn more about it. Like uh, have some entryway into this whole world of voting. And and that voting is actually, it's actually cool when you're involved.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And also too, it really does... Shape what our society is. I mean, it is so important to go out to vote on all different subjects. And for this particular episode, we do uh, ask our guests on a specific uh, topic to discuss. And in this case, uh, the topic is reproductive rights. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Absolutely. And I think, well, here here's my opinion. This this is like I try not to be too complicated, but I find that a little bit odd that people can't distinguish between having the right to free, freely think, freely speak, and all these things, and then find it hard that people would want to have rights to their body. So that's just an odd thing to me. Like if, if you believe in, if you believe in quote unquote freedom. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be trying to determine what someone can what health decisions someone someone can make with their body. Like I don't want anyone telling me what decisions I need to make that's best for me. So I feel like I don't. I it's not my place to tell someone else that. Like point blank. So I stand with. I definitely stand with any person with just having their free rights to make choices for their for their body and their health absolutely
0: is this your first time voting in the midterms or have you voted in the midterms before
2: i have voted in the midterms
0: good for you that's fantastic i i feel that the midterms is just as important if not even more important than the presidential election so thank you for for continuing to exercise your right to vote in that way
2: absolutely all of those other all of those other complexities of seats in the house the senate the state senate the state house like all of these other things that all of these mayor like all of these other things like to me like now even more so it's like your school board matters you know (laughs) it's it's all of it absolutely and we we do really see like the first impact is is local you know? So the first, that's immediate impact of our choices, our voting choices.
0: Absolutely. So where is the best way for people to find out about you and your music?
2: The best way to find about me and my music is Shabar Dante everywhere (laughs) on the net. So I feel fortunate that I was like, able to do that. And that is C-H-A-V as in Victor, A-R-D-O-N-T-A-E, at Shavar everywhere.
0: Thank you for spelling it out. I appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, my
2: pleasure. And Um, everyone, please come go stream my new EP. That'd be awesome.
0: Absolutely. And thank you so much for being a part of the IVOTA Festival. We are absolutely honored for you to be a part of it. Thank you for continuing to support the IVOTA Festival and exercising your right to vote. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Thank you all for being such an amazing team. And honestly, for a festival of this magnitude to work, like it, it's really fine-tuned and it's pretty amazing. Like I'm, I'm always impressed. So anything I can do to help Spread the word. I'm always trying to do that. Anything I can do, feel free to reach out. I'm always down.
0: Probably we will take you up on that.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much. I am here with Razi. How's it going?
3: So good. Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, we just listened to your brand new single, Past Live. Congratulations, by the way. It's a fantastic single. Thank
3: you single. so much. Thank you.
0: <laughs> can you talk a little bit more about the song?
3: Yeah, um so it features my friend PJ Morton who's just such an incredible artist like a singer, songwriter, producer, piano player. He's just like one of the most soulful people I've ever met. And um having him on it was a dream come true. I had written it with my friend Eric Leva. Um it's one it's it's like a love song when you first start dating someone and like um that feeling of like have I met you before? Like it's almost surreal. Sometimes you have such a connection. Ironically, that guy turned out to be a loser. So I wish it was about somebody else. But whatever, wrote the song, <laughs> and um, and then I always wanted it to be a duet, and PJ was just perfect for it. I mean, he's like so soulful and um, so special. He's so unique. So I'm really proud of it. Thank you.
0: Absolutely, it's one of those things too where I've heard this with a number of artists. Is like if uh, if a, a relationship ends badly, the the very least you get out of it is good material for music,
3: right? 100%. 100%. It's just, I, I remember Adele talking once about a song on her album that she had written about somebody that's like a love song. She's like, "Ugh, I wish I hadn't written that one about him. Like he didn't deserve it. Sometimes that's how I feel about this song. But, but you know what? It's so worth it. It's like that makes everything worth it, like you said, to have the material. So
0: Absolutely. And now you are uh, born and raised in California. Is that correct? Yes, I am. So can you talk a little bit more about what that means to you, about being a Californian?
3: I mean, I'm very proud to be a Californian. I love California. Um, I still live in California. It's like a complicated, massive, um, intelligent, and confused state sometimes. Like, it's got a lot going on. And um, I'm always interested in, like, preserving its greatness and improving its everything to make it a better place. So I've, I've, uh, I mean, I know we're going to talk about voting, but I've been a, I've been a local California voter my whole life. I love, I love my local elections.
0: <laughs> well, and that's, and that's so important. I'm glad that you mentioned about local elections because obviously there's a lot of tension around the pe- presidential elections, mm-hmm. but I feel it's just as important, if not more, uh, to also vote in your local elections as well as the mer- midterms as well
3: definitely yeah i mean i my, my dad actually teaches public policy at stanford so i was raised that like voting was like it was it was if i didn't i if i didn't vote it would have been a disaster like it's like i it just was not okay in my family but one thing he always taught me was the federal government has a lot less power than you think and that your local government actually affects your day-to-day life you know, of course, the federal government has extreme power in lots of ways, but kind of under the every, your everyday life, like kind of everyday occurrences, your local government handles almost everything. And it's incredibly important to stay aware um, and vigilant about voting because it makes a massive difference in your city, your town, your state. You know, it just makes a big, big difference.
0: And I assume that you'll be voting for this midterm as well.
3: Definitely. Yes, absolutely.
0: That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> So uh, let's l- learn more about yourself as an artist. Can you talk a little bit more about how you got started in music?
3: Yeah. Um, I sang in the first grade talent show when I was six years old, and that was it. It's like the most clarity I've ever had in my life. I just sat down on the bleachers afterwards, and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, I just knew. And I don't have any musicians in my family. I don't have any professional artists in my in my family. So it was, um, you know... Like, I, I feel like a lot of people I know now who are artists had, like, a parent who played an instrument or somebody who worked in the industry who kind of could teach them. And I, I really didn't. And I think that actually instilled in me a lot of hard work and willpower and ambition because I felt this kind of chip on my shoulder to do something that a lot of people in my life thought was impossible. Um, and so, you know, it was a challenge, but I'm grateful for it in a lot of ways. And it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles from San Francisco um, when I was 18 That my career really began and i started as a background singer and then i i signed my first record deal when i was like 19.
0: wow good for you that's amazing thank you (laughs) so your father in uh being professor in public policy especially in stanford i'm sure Mm -hmm. that there's been many discussions in your family especially on controversial issues i would say definitely
3: definitely yes
0: so in this particular episode, we are asking our uh, our artists, uh, the guests, uh, about gun violence specifically. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit more about gun violence?
3: Yeah, um, it's it's absolutely, I think we all can agree, it's absolutely terrifying. I mean, it's a very surreal reality that we live in. I was just old enough, you know, to kind of avoid the... I guess somewhat regular occurrence of um, of school shootings. I, I think I missed the like the phase that we kind of clicked into where it's it's somewhat. I don't want to. I mean, it's just horrible to say it, but expected. You know that it might happen somewhere someday. You know, on a somewhat predictable occurrence. Um, I just, I just to be completely honest, it's kind of a common sense thing for me. I don't really understand why anybody needs. Those certain kinds of weapons, you know, I I think I have noticed a little bit of a turn in the tides, which I think is a positive thing of of, of genuinely trying to meet in the middle. Because, like you said, it's a really controversial issue that people feel so fundamentally um, right about on either side. And I think there's been a little bit of a shift to really think about kind of meeting in the middle in some ways in terms of you know various like loopholes or sometimes i think specific weaponry or age limits or criteria required in order to get a gun and i that that makes me a little bit more optimistic because i it seems that this call that that i have been a part of to just like let's not let's just ban these things like we don't need them you know has not really worked no matter how horrific the crime it, it doesn't seem to work so i i am hopeful that these somewhat more of like middle ground approach even if it's a bit of a letdown you know i'm I understand how impossible government is. And so I, I would welcome that more than, than nothing.
0: So what's next for you as an artist? What's next on the docket?
3: Yeah, um, the deluxe version of my album comes out November 18th. So you vote, and then you get ready for the deluxe, basically. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, And it's it's part one of my album, which which came out last year, part two of my album, which came out this year, and then four new songs. And it's all finally grouped together as the album I always intended to make one giant album that's coming out on vinyl as well. And I'm doing a, a handful of, like, release shows around it in, in Los Angeles and New York to celebrate um, – to celebrate the release, which is, these are my, my first headline full band shows I've done in, in actual years. Like most of the shows I've played since, since the world opened up again, we're just like opening for somebody or group shows or stuff like that. Acoustic shows. This is my first like full on show I've done in a long time. So I'm really nervous and really excited. And so if you're in LA or New York, you should come and everybody around the world can stream Barry Deluxe on November 18th.
0: That's so amazing. Well, yeah. I no doubt in my mind you're going to kill it. Um, how can you. people uh, find you online to keep track of everything that's going on?
3: Yes, you can find me. All my music is under my name, R O Z Z I, and all my socials are at this is rozi, R O Z Z I. So you can find me everywhere. I'm really easy to talk to on Instagram. I'm really a, I'm a DMer, so you can DM me and I'll DM you back.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being part of the I Voted Festival and thank uh, you for
3: having me. Of
0: course. Absolutely. And thanks so, so much for encouraging people to go vote. So it means yes. a lot to all of us.
3: Yes. Can't wait to vote. I have to say one last thing about voting. It's, yes. I have, I, I am so appreciative that everybody gets mail-in ballots and I'm, and you know, that's how I have to vote this year because I'm in New York at the moment, but if you can vote in person, it is so fun. My best friend and I have always made it like an activity. We get, we wake up really early. It feels like Christmas morning. We get our little coffees, we walk to our cute little voting station. And I just like love the tradition. And you like, you kind of smile with strangers, there's hope in the air and you get your little sticker. And it's just, I have like the best memories of voting. So I really have like positive associations with it. And I think everybody, if you're not voting, you know, from a distance, if you're voting on the day or, or early in person, make it like a fun activity. It can be like a really fun, like social, make it, you know what? That'd be a cute first date, go on a first date to vote, find out, you, you know, go. how serious whoever is about democracy. It's, it's hot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it truly is a celebration and a meeting of everybody, isn't it?
3: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
3: Thanks so much. Thanks for having me.
0: I am here with Scott Waldman from Lido beach. How's it going, Scott?
4: I'm stoked. We had a nice little pre- Chat where we talked about stuff that has nothing to do with voting.
0: Yep, has nothing to do with voting whatsoever. We were going deep, super deep into our own personal lives, in fact.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was grabbing a violin and, you know, the interim, but I'm here.
0: Absolutely. I really do appreciate that. And we just listened to one of your uh, tracks, My Oh My, which is absolutely fantastic. I was listening to it just before we jumped on. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about uh, that song?
4: Well, yeah. Um, I guess. Let's start with the present and then the past. That's actually the song that I am performing on the I Voted Festival. I thought about it and I did not want to burden people with a 30 to 45 minute set. I thought it'd be just good to play one song and give a little preamble about voting. I actually wrote that song in 2001 and it was inspired by me going to parties at um my school, University of Michigan, and kind of feeling like I didn't belong. And I just started with the line, um, fake hellos, real goodbyes, and took from there. And in uh 2013, it was actually in the Super Bowl. So wow. that made me feel really good about myself. So there you
0: go. Congratulations. That's incredible.
4: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I used to be a full time musician, um, like you. Now I manage. I sold out. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy that this is happening. I want to give Emily White a shout out for just being so kind and gracious by letting a number of acts on my roster perform, and I guess, um, maybe as a bonus, letting me play.
0: Absolutely. That's always like the icing on the cake, if you will. Right.
4: Big cake, strawberry.
0: And also I wouldn't say that management is selling out because I, I'm a man, you know, being a manager myself, I like to always say, I like to be creative with people that are, are surrounding me that are just as creative, if not more creative than I am, ideally more creative than I am is always the way I look at it. And to me, management is a privilege to essentially handle the careers of people that hold this so dear to them. And something that I definitely do not take lightly, and I know you don't as well um, as a manager, but. I, uh, you know, that's something that I really, um, I'm proud of is the fact that I'm a manager and that's something I get to do every single day.
4: How long have you been doing it?
0: Me personally, I've been, well, okay. So it's a tricky question. I've been doing a label for 14 years, but I've been basically managing artists, the, the essentially that same length of time. So,
2: <laughs> oh. so,
0: because I end up, like, I realized even from day one, I was doing managerial work for artists, um, even being a record label. So I've been representing artists for 14 years now.
4: Wow. I mean, because you still sound stoked about it after 14 years. So <laughs> props to you. It's um, Thank you. There's ups and downs. And I would say for every, you know, 50 emails I send out, I get like one or two replies that I'm stoked on. So it's, it's a lot, but... Like you, I'm grateful that people are entrusting me in their potential livelihoods or their livelihoods. Uh, I don't take it lightly either.
0: So you're based in California, is that correct? Yes. Can you talk about what it means to be a Californian?
4: I don't know, man. I mean, it's just about <laughs> the waves and a killer buzz. No, um, I moved here when i graduated college in 2003 i moved here with a buddy of mine who wanted to be a director a film director and i knew that at the time and i guess still the three hubs for music would be on uh, new york la and nashville and i grew up 45 minutes from manhattan so i thought it would be better to just go to a place where I knew like two or three people and kind of focus and grind there. Because if I graduated college and I moved back home, or if I moved to the city, I'd have so many familial obligations. I'd have a lot of friends to be around. And I don't know if I would have really been able, I guess, like sow my wild oats, you know, and build my own thing. So I'm very grateful I did, but I did not expect to be here 19 years later. That's for sure. Wow. Good for you. That's amazing. Good for you for interviewing me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I do. Obviously, this is called the I voted podcast for a reason. I want to discuss I more voted,
4: Adobe, Adobe,
0: yep, everything as I. So let's uh, talk about voting specifically. Um, what does voting mean to you?
4: i I started voting um, when I was eighteen in a school board election, which was. It was a local one because our school, they were potentially having austerity, which would have meant that they didn't have any clubs or sports. And even though I was graduating and going on to college, I knew that it would just be bad for the school, for morale, and for the town if austerity happened. So I think the very first time I voted, I felt really good about where I was with voting. And then the next year, I felt horrible. Because it was the year 2000, and it was the Bush-Gore election, and I'm definitely, I'm not going to get, you know, partisan, but I can say that, not statistically, like with actual voting data, Al Gore won the election, but he didn't win the election. And so that was my literal very first time voting in a major, major field. I'm not to say that the school board is in major, but this is national and international, so... I learned that, you know, sometimes things don't go your way, but I also learned that I have the chance to shape how things happen on a local and national level. And I do not take that for granted, much like being an artist manager. Was that an okay answer?
0: That's a great answer. So, (laughs) I mean, elections have those amazing, you know, those, uh, truly, uh, You know, major pivotal moments, and not only from uh, presidential elections, but also, you know, in just in general. There's a lot of controversy right now on a a lot of a number of topics. And one in particular that we are, you know, bringing up with some of our guests is gun violence. Uh, Can you talk a little bit more on that front and your thoughts on gun violence?
4: Yeah. I mean, I would hope that no one defends gun violence. So that's just where I'll start right there. But in kind of a crazy twist of fate, what's today is it, I know that when this airs, it won't be that day, but we're recording this. Is it the 26th of October?
0: Yeah, this is the recording okay. date on this is October, October 26th. So show everyone how quick a
4: a no, turn no, around we'll I do on this. On <laughs> violence, literally yesterday, um, an acquaintance from high school sent me um, an Instagram story about how my school, Long Beach High School in Long Island, where I went to high school, where I voted for the school board stuff um, had a lockdown because of a gun threat on Snapchat. What happened was it was somewhere out on Long Island, but it got copied and pasted. So they literally had a lockdown. And my senior year in high school, um, a lot of stuff happened when I was 18, but Columbine happened when I was 18 years old. And I remember I was actually playing a gig at my high school um, with my band, We Are Groove Animals. Shout out to We Are Groove Animals. And that was when Columbine happened and no one knew what was going on. Then when the show was over, it was international news. But my stance on gun violence or gun control is this. Um, I don't think I'm hard left. I'm definitely not hard right. But why don't they just make it a little bit more difficult to get a gun? I'm not saying, you know, like... Get guns completely off the market. No, no, no. I think that if you're a responsible gun owner, um, go for it. I don't care. But if you have certain mental health issues or if you have a criminal record or if you have anything that would be flaggable at TSA, I don't think that it should be very easy to get a gun. As many people have said, You know, you need to renew your driver's license every so often. You need to, you know, car registration every year. Why don't they just make it a little bit more difficult? This way, I don't think that the NRA really has a good argument for making it a little bit more difficult. That's it. That's my stance on that. And I mean, the hard right um, on this issue, um, it's just scary because people are dying. Was that an okay answer too?
0: That's a great, yeah, that's a great answer. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to mention is specifically about the I Voted Festival. You have, because as you, you yourself, as an artist, are part of the I Voted Festival, but as you mentioned, as manager, you have several of the artists that you represent are also part of the I Voted Festival as well. So I do want to make a mention of that to you. not only um, to you know, we in fact we've interviewed a number of your artists on the I Voted podcast, but um I also wanted to express our our own appreciation for the fact of how much overwhelming support that you've given towards us, not for for your own uh, music, but also for your artists' music as well and their performances.
4: Thank you. It's it's it was an easy ask, you know. I mean, it just cost us time. I had a friend videotape me for free i told him put this on your reel you're part of a big festival it's about voting we're not making any money um my video is maybe five minutes where i play a song that actually is a non-political song the political song i wrote um around the time that mitt romney was running and now mitt romney is like a liberal conservative which is hilarious but i digress but mitt romney and um obama election i had written a song about um rick santorum and his dangerous views and i tried doing it on acoustic and it sounded like crap so i was just like you know what why don't i want to just play uh want i just play the hit right so um honestly i have various acts that i rep as you know a part of this i'm not going to name any names because if i skip someone i'm an asshole so I'm just going to say that the wall of the management roster is stoked. Um, and various friends that I don't even manage, I was able to, you know, coordinate with Emily. So very happy to be a part of this. And thank you for uh, giving my company a shout out.
0: Absolutely. So uh, for you specifically for your project, um, what's the best way for what's what's coming up next? And what's the best way for people to keep track of what you got going on?
4: Well, to be honest with you, not much is going on because I, I'm an artist manager and I'm a dad. So I honestly booked this show. The la- I mean, not this show. This show was nothing to do with it. The last time I performed, which was about a month ago. Um, actually, no, wait, two months ago. Wow. Because today is October twenty-six. It was August 27th. Holy shit. Um, I did that show, honestly, just because it's fun and I wanted my girlfriend to see me perform. So I don't foresee any shows in the near future, but there's so much music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. So just go on YouTube, type in Lido Beach, and you'll find some stuff. Lido Beach Live, Lido Beach Music, go on Spotify, go on Apple Music, and just listen to the songs because every listen you um, partake in gives me about four millionths of a penny. So...
0: Yep. I know that feeling very well, but thank you so, so much for being uh, on the show. And thank you so much again for all the support that you've given uh, the I Voted podcast and the I Voted festival and everything that we got going on as a team. It it really doesn't mean a lot to us. Thank you so much for listening to the 8020 show. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow. If you enjoyed the episode or this podcast overall, please leave us a review or comment on our socials which you can find us at 8020-RECORDS on pretty much all platforms. You can also check us out on our website at www.8020records.com. And as always, be happy, be healthy, and be productive.